Apple Watch Teardown Shows Bigger Battery, Apple Stops Signing iOS 13.7, and the Apple Store Launches in India. This is just some of the news in today's episode of Geek's Corner. shortcuts to apps like messages whatsapps and mail the new share tweet menu replaces the native ios share sheet which allows all apps you have installed in the share sheet option enabled you can still activate the new ios share sheet in the twitter app but it now requires you to open the new share tweet menu and then tap share via option and that comes via nine to five mac Signal have issued an app update bringing it to version 3.17.4 and this allows you to pin your favorite chats at the very top so the talk never stops and this comes following iOS 14 where Apple also introduced the ability to pin conversations on the messages application as well so you can always keep those easily accessible so it's good to see that other apps are actually doing this as well. Following the release of iOS 14 last Wednesday, Apple has now stopped signing iOS 13.7, which means downgrading to iOS 13.7 after you've upgraded to iOS 14 is no longer possible. Now, users sometimes downgrade back to 13.7 if they've had experienced uh, several issues on iOS 14, and a lot of that tends to be towards uh, battery issues. Now users won't be able to downgrade. So if you are on iOS 14, you're gonna actually have to ride out any bugs that you are actually getting. Also jailbreakers like the time to test out the new features and then downgrade to an older version in hope of a jailbreak. But now, as I said, this isn't gonna be an option any longer. Running a business can be hard and maintaining a social media presence can even be harder. That's where Creatively Social come in. Creatively Social works with small business and entrepreneurs to keep their social media accounts active and engage with their customers whilst they are busy running their day-to-day business. For competitive pricing, check out creativelysocialva.com. Thanks Creatively Social for sponsoring today's episode. Now we've heard reports that Apple will be working on mini LED displays which will actually be better than the OLED displays for battery life and things like that. And now Ming-Chi Kuo predicts that the iPad Pro will be the first to benefit from this technology as well. In a note to investors on Wednesday, Kuo said he believes the iPad Pro will be the first Apple device to support a mini LED display. It was previously speculated that the distinction would go to the revamped MacBook Pro or iMac. After announcing last week that it would be launching its online store in India on September the 23rd, Apple's store has now gone live, opened up direct sales for Apple in a largely untapped market with significant growth potential. Apple's Indian online store offers a full range of Apple's products and accessories with shopping assistance from Apple specialists, free no-contact delivery, a trading program for iPhone sales, 
free one-to-one -one online training sessions with certain product purchases, build to order map options, and multiple payment options. When Apple released WatchOS 7, first thing people noticed was that the Force Touch was actually gone on all Apple Watches, and that sparked rumors that the new Series 6 would actually be without the Force Touch hardware. So a teardown from iFixit actually points out that this actually has been removed, and that actually frees up a lot of space inside for new features. And one of those things is the battery inside the Apple Watch Series 6 is slightly larger than the Series 5, despite Apple claiming the same 8 minutes hours of runtime. So this just means that the battery is 3.5% larger than a Series 5, and it's also slightly thinner as well on the Series 6. So that basically means that even though the battery is larger, Apple still claims that the 18 hours is the same as the Series 5 and the Series 4. So this could mean that the new power processor, the S6, could be a little bit more power hungry, or it could also mean that Apple's just basically played down the fact that this actually may have better battery life. Another thing also different in the Series 6 is the Taptic engine is actually a lot larger as well, so you get improved vibrations and feedback, and you can actually look down at the teardown images on the Apple Watch Series 6. We'll put a link in the show notes below. When Apple released iOS 14, they also gave users the ability to start having widgets on their screen. Now, this is something that Android users have had for years, and in true Apple fashion, uh, these widgets tend to be elegant, and you are limited at the moment in the number of widgets you can have or the types because apps actually have to update this. Now, something that has actually come out by a third-party developer, and that is Widgetsmith, now, the developer behind this application has released uh, Watchsmith as well and is a webflow designer and obviously releases those apps out there and you've got this one which is actually free and it does require a premium subscription if you want to have a weather widget. However, if you didn't want that and you wanted to just go with the free version to try it out as well, you can add now a calendar, world time, reminders, uh, health options, astronomy, and also access to single photos as well. Um, as I said, the premium version does offer you the weather uh, one as well, and you can also have a tide one as well. And that comes in at $1.99 a month or $19.49 a year, giving you a saving of 23%. Now, I highly recommend that you check out Widgetsmith. I've seen some amazing widgets out there that users have actually created using Widgetsmith. We've tried out several and really enjoy it. And we are looking at supporting the developer as well with a premium version. So if you haven't checked that out, again, we will have links in the description. So make sure you check out Widgetsmith. Apple's Swift programming language has officially landed on Windows this week with Swift toolchain images now available for download from the open source project. Announced in a blog on Tuesday, the release of Swift tools enables developers to build, run, and debug code directly on Windows 10. The toolchain includes the compiler, standard library, and core libraries, all key ingredients for creating functional apps. And a basic app calculator app was created with Swift and Visual Studio 2019 to demonstrate the toolkit's capabilities, and the app was built with CMake but Adversal notes Swift Package Manager support on Windows is in the works.
Back in July, Google announced the device access program to let third parties, as well as individuals, access and manage Nest devices, a key part of this device access console which is now available. Google created a smart device management API for partner apps, solutions and smartphone ecosystems to integrate with before third parties can access. They have had to detail their cases and complete a security assessment that's reviewed on an annual basis. End user consent is required before final permission is granted. So this actually makes a massive difference because Google actually shut down APIs that let a lot of third parties have access to your smart home devices and also users now using uh, if this then that have been told that they now have to upgrade to the pro version if they have more than three applets running at any time so it's good to see that google has actually finally made this available youtube today announced a series of changes of how age-restricted videos work on its platform the google company will be leveraging machine learning in its review process while youtube videos meant for those over 18 will not play on third-party sites when a YouTube video is age-restricted, users can only view it if they are signed in with a Google account and over 18, as specified by the profile's birthday. And Google is now applying another gate to this type of contract, where it will be no longer viewable on embedded sites. Instead, you'll be redirected to either YouTube website or mobile applications. This transition shouldn't be too big of a hassle. However, it is another step that Google is trying to make it safer for younger viewers. When Apple introduced the new Apple Watches, they also introduced the new Solo Loop Band, and they also give you the option to print off a sizing guide, so you can actually check the size of your watch. And when I went to the Apple Store to try it out, they were able to let me try on the band, but I had to use the sizing guide first. And the first thing that they did tell me was to go with size smaller because they found that that actually fitted best. So when I measured my wrist, I was coming up with a size 10. And so they said to try on a size 9. And when I tried it on, it actually did fit a lot more snug. And I was able to get the watch on and off with no problem. So it appears that the sizing guides are off. And I know in the US, they are telling people to go about two sizes smaller. However, when you are ordering the solo band, thankfully it is easy to do a returns with Apple. However, Apple are saying that if you're ordering these bands with the watch, it is a complete set. So if the band fits incorrectly, you're gonna have to return both the watch and the band itself. So that means that if you are basically looking to get a new Apple watch and you get it in, if you do have to send it back, you are then looking at a longer wait time so unfortunately this is a bit of a, a downside to apple system at the moment but like i say if you are ordering just the bands with existed apple watches then returns are very easy so like i say in the uk we are going at roughly about a size smaller and in the us they're telling about two sizes smaller so you may want to take that on board when ordering your apple watch bands and finally if you are looking for a new podcast check out the essential apple podcast these guys do some amazing interviews and they have quite a, a good chat uh, nearly every week. They did take a little bit of a hiatus over the summer, but Nick and Jim are both back and they look at some different stories from the week of the course. Talk about the Time Flies events on their last episode, which was recorded on the 30th of September. And like I say, pretty much every week they have new episodes out as well. So make sure you check out the Essential Apple podcast and I'll put links in the description as well. That's it for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed, and I will catch you on the next one.